everyone for joining uh, the second um, session of our uh, Disability 24-7 podcast. My name's Christine Brown. And I'm Kyle Pigman. We are so excited to have you. This is a podcast by people with disabilities, for people with disabilities, and about disability issues. Today's episode is all about voting with a disability. Voting is a fundamental part to our democracy, and unfortunately, people with disabilities have struggled with barriers to voting for long, as we know. In Ohio, where we live, election laws were recently changed for what type of ID you can show to be able to vote, which has made it much harder for people with disabilities to 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 vote. And just the other day, when I submitted my absentee ballot, I had to make a copy of my ID front and back and put it in in the envelope with my signature and all that j- jazzy stuff. And they were, and I got a text today. They got it to the, uh, I'll be sent the absentee ballot. Our speaker today is Nozick, the policy affairs manager from the League of Women Voters. We are so excited to have Nozick on this episode to share with us a little more about voting. How are you doing, Nazik? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk about voting and elections today, and especially how we can better serve Ohioans with disabilities, making sure they have access to their ballot. Can you tell us a little about yourself and the League of Women Voters? Yeah, so the League of Women Voters um, is a organization more than 100 years old that um, our mission is to increase active and engaged um, uh, uh, civic engagement in in Ohio. Um, And so my work primarily focuses on voter engagement and voter education. And I work with our local leagues all over the state. And they are the ones that do the community grassroots, uh, the grassroots work of educating voters and getting out the vote. And I work with them to train them. I study policy. I follow everything that comes out of the state house. Um, and we work on programming together to make sure that kind of we're all on the same page about our priorities and, and how to best reach voters in Ohio. Unfortunately, I'm sure you know that people with disabilities do have a lot of barriers to voting. What kind of experiences have you had with the interaction of disabilities and voting and what kind of information do you think our listeners should know about if they are a person with a disability? Yeah, thank you. Um, So most of my experience working with voters with disabilities has actually been working with older individuals 
who um, are not as mobile as they once used to be. They might be living alone and you know not able to drive anymore, for example, or they're living in some kind of senior facility and their mobility um, within that facility or even trying to get you know out and about outside of the facility is limited. Um, and beyond that also, uh, I work with the Election Protection Coalition in Ohio and I monitor the Election Protection Hotline. And so we receive tickets through that hotline about um, any number of questions or challenges that people have related to voting. And so I see through those tickets a lot of the different kinds of accessibility challenges that people have um, when it comes to voting. Thank you, Nazek. Uh, Nazek, we have seen a lot of information about how voting in the upcoming election, but want to make it easy for our listeners and how would you sum up the most important pieces uh, of information for the November 7th election for our listeners? Yeah, thank you for that question. So I would say this piece of advice is actually for every person, the the probably the most helpful thing that I could say for every person for every election is that every voter needs to have a plan and you need to plan your vote out way ahead of the election. So that includes three main things. The first one is registering to vote or confirming your voter registration status. Every person, every election should, even if they think they're registered to vote, make sure that you confirm your voter registration status um, because any number of things can happen that might be, you know, on by anything. It might be a mistake. It might be a, a systemic mistake, but um, sometimes people accidentally get kicked off the rolls or sometimes people accidentally or inadvertently are put into what's called confirmation status and they need to confirm where they live with the board of elections. Um, so that's, that's number one. And then the other thing that happens when you um, confirm your voter registration status is that you confirm your polling location and from election to election, polling locations can change. So it's important to make sure that you, that that's step number one. Number two is researching your ballot before you go to the polls. And so you can do that. Actually, we have a nonpartisan voter guide website called Vote. 411.org. Uh, and that website is really helpful in a number of ways. You can go to that website and enter in your address, and it would give you a personalized list of whatever is going to be on your ballot, any issues, any races, um, candidates, uh, and it will tell you about those issues and it will tell you about those candidates. And so it will not only give you what's going to be on your ballot, but it'll also give you information to help you make decisions related to your ballot. This is really helpful for a number of reasons, um, primarily because if you're voting in person, especially, you don't want to get to the polling place or to your early voting location and then have this very long list of decisions to make, not having any prior knowledge of what kind of people, you know, what kind of races you're voting on, what kind of issues you're voting on. And especially this November, there are actually some, some very big things to decide. There are two statewide issues to vote on. Um, there are many very important local races to vote on. And so some folks will also have levies on their 
their ballot that will um, impact their their property taxes. So those are those are some pretty big decisions to make. And then the third thing is to decide how you're going to cast your ballot. So in Ohio, you can vote one of three ways. You can vote by mail, you can vote early in person, or you can vote on election day. And all of those are going to be a little bit different. And even the the requirements to vote in those different the, in those different ways are going to be different. But um, it's it's important to kind of look at all of those options and and see which one is going to work the best for you. Thank you, Nazik, and th that's going to be gr great for the people get going out to to the vote. And each state has different voter deadlines and stuff. So one of the more stressful parts of voting for persons with disabilities might be access to the building or understanding how to vote absentee. Do you have any tips for those potential barriers to access? Yeah, so although I fully acknowledge that voting in person is an important tradition for a lot of people, including myself, if I had the choice, I, I definitely always um, appreciate voting in person. It's, you know, important for me. I like to take my children, but sometimes that's not always the best option for people. And often anybody who has um, a disability issue or like an access issue, I will advise them to vote by mail. And there's, there's several advantages of that. It is a process and it's one that a person needs to make sure that they understand all the steps to. You've got to apply to vote by mail and then you receive your ballot and then you've got to send your ballot back. And sometimes people could need assistance with that. But the nice thing about that is that you can do all of that from the comfort of your home. You have a ballot in front of you. You can take all the time you'd like to make decisions and you don't, you don't have to worry about any kind of like physical access issues to a building or getting in a car and going to a voting location. The other thing that's really nice about voting by mail is that you don't need a photo ID to vote by mail. You can still vote by mail with the last four digits of your social security card. And I know from um, a lot of seniors, especially with disabilities, and I imagine of, of the entire or, or most of the disability, persons with disability population, is that they don't necessarily need a driver's license, a lot of them, or an Ohio ID. And so it's kind of ridiculous for them to have to go get one just for the purpose of voting. Uh, so you can still vote by mail just with the last four digits of your social security number. Now, if you wanted to vote in person, you can, but there's some things that you need to know. If you go and vote by person and it is difficult for you to get into the building, Ohio does have what's called curbside voting. So they should have a place for you to park your car and two um, elections officials, one Republican and one Democrat, will come outside and administer your ballot to you while you are sitting in your car. However, there are some challenges with this system. So first of all, um, every polling site is supposed to have a sign that says where someone can come and park if they want to access 
curbside voting. But we've noticed that a whole lot of polling sites are not putting up that sign for curbside voting. And most people don't even know that it exists. And so how can you access something that you don't even know exists? Um, oftentimes, sometimes the, the, even if they do put it aside, put a sign, there's an assumption that you are being driven by somebody else who's going to go inside and kind of call out the election official for you and get them to come outside. Um, and so there isn't, for example, a number to call. We've been working with the Secretary of State and we've brought this to his attention, letting him know that we have identified way too many polling locations that do not have signs for curbside voting, which are required by Ohio law. And the ones that do have a sign don't have a number to call, which it almost defeats the purpose of curbside voting. So we are, we, while we are working to, um, you know, to help kind of make curbside voting a better process, uh, we, we would advise that if you do go to a polling location and you would like to take advantage of curbside voting, have someone else go with you that can go inside the polling location and bring out, call out those elections officials to, um, to help you administer that ballot from the from your car or else not necessarily that anybody's going to know that you're waiting there for um you know to be able to cast your ballot that way that's very great great to know and because uh, because and then also and with the new voter bill there's only one voter drop box at each board of elections around the state of ohio i uh, because it used to, <laughs> there's only one per county. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that was actually always the case and, um, that we've only had one Dropbox per county. And when there kind of came the idea of some boards of elections or some voter advocates kind of wanting to have more Dropboxes per county because it would have been advantageous both for boards of elections and for voters, that's when the Secretary of State and the legislature decided to make it restrict it by law so that even if boards of elections wanted to put in another drop box, unfortunately, they're not able to do so. So the only drop box that's available is going to be one per county on the premises of the board of elections. There are many resources out regarding election day, like, uh, like you, from you at the League of Women Voters, and I thank Jen Miller for for uh letting you speak and and then the election hotline from disability rights ohio and now zach do you know or want to share any resources that our audience may want to know about yeah there are some great resources like the ones that you mentioned um, I'll, I'll also talk about again vote411.org is a really great resource for folks to research their ballot before they get to their polls um, so like I said, they enter in their address and they get a personalized list of everything on their ballot and information about those candidates or issues. There's also a lot of great information on our state website, which is lwvohio.org, about everything and anything related to voting and elections. So if you have questions about deadlines about when to apply for a mail-in ballot or hours regarding um, early voting or anything regarding dates, hours, deadlines, locations, um, 
a lot of that information, you're going to find it um, on our state website, lwvohio.org. Disability Rights Ohio, like you said, runs a hotline on election day um, and, and folks can call them and they are definitely the experts when it comes to um, answering questions or kind of resolving issues around disability access. I'll also mention that we work with the Election Protection Hotline, um, and folks can at any time of the year during early voting or even now um, can call or text 866-HOUR-VOTE with a question, um, or if they're having a problem, they can also call in and report that problem. And folks, and somebody will... Um, so on, during early voting and on election day, that it is staffed live. And if somebody were to call before that, they can leave a message and somebody will call them back to help them answer the question or or to help um, like uh, uh, resolve any challenge they, they might have. Nice. Um, and then the deadline to register in Ohio um, in Ohio is? From what's in my notes, it's supposed to be registration is uh, to make sure your registration by October 10th, which is less than two weeks away. That's right. Make sure to vote on the November 7th. And if you are voting absentee, remember that a family member that is close to you can take your ballot in for you and drop it off on election day. That's I right. We'll yeah. say this, that it's important to make sure that our voices count because everyone's voice deserves to be counted. Definitely. And, and then if you don't vote, why you have? Why do you com complain because you didn't go out and and vote? Absolutely, every person's voice deserves to be heard, and everybody needs to um, to exercise their right to vote and make sure that all of our elected officials understand that it is their job to represent every Ohioan, no matter what their challenges are, what their issues are. And if we don't get out there and vote, then they're not really going to be aware of like, who are the people that they are representing? Um, and so I want to I want to confirm um, some of the things that Christine mentioned regarding the dates. So yes, uh, the deadline to register is October 10th, and early in vote in person voting begins on October 11th. The hours vary from week to week, and so I would look that up on the Secretary of State's website, and they're also available on our website. But um, early voting runs from the day after the voter registration deadline until the Sunday before election day. Um, and if you have applied for a mail-in ballot, mail-in ballots begin to get sent out by boards of elections after the voter registration deadline. So you can expect to receive that ballot um, you know, so sometime during the early voting time period. Yep, and along and then because they're now so sending to, to military and overseas members right now. That's right. The military and overseas folks, they have a little bit of a different timeline. Their timeline begins about two weeks before the rest of us. Um, and so their their voting period is a little bit longer. 
Good well, to know, Nasek, and I and I appreciate uh, you talking about uh, voting, and I thank Jen Miller for for Jen Miller letting you speak. And Jen Miller is a great lady, and uh, and I want and I want thank you. The, it was great to meet you, Nasek. Yeah, thank you so much. She is a great lady. I, I feel very privileged to work with her and to work for the league. Um, I like to think that we do important and impactful work every day and making sure that democracy works and it works for everyone. Um, so I hope I was able to provide some information that will help more people access their ballot in Ohio. Well, and thanks think... for your time and getting, giving us a uh things we might call you back some other time because how this is just a continuous issue for a lot of people with disabilities and older Americans and others. Yeah, I'm happy to come back anytime. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you, Nazak, for coming and and thank you, Lindsay, for produ producing Christine? Yes, thanks again. And we look forward to doing some more um, podcasts and that we will let you all know and send it out. Yep, please find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and on Instagram at disability247. And please subscribe and we we appreciate you uh, coming and thank you. Thank you.